Simone, why are these kids dressed as witches and goats? And begging their neighbors for nutritionally devoid foods. Uh, time machine? Do you not know about Halloween? Halloween? Yeah, it's been celebrated for centuries. You know, I wish I could see it when it first started. According to my database, Halloween is said to have started as a Celtic harvest festival almost 2,000 years ago. Note the large bonfire and animal sacrifices. Ooh, okay. Pagan vibes. Fast forward. Eighteen hundreds, Massachusetts. Once Irish immigrants started arriving in America, they brought Halloween traditions with them, like pranks and costumes. And they baked cakes. Okay, patisserie Halloween. I can get with that. Simone, I said Irish, not French. Anyway, fast forward. Halloween night, 1996 in California, USA. Wait a second. That's me. Oh, little cutie. I'm dressed as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Adorable. I am blinded by the sleigh. Thanks, I think. Listen, Time Machine, this has been cool and all, but I feel like we could all use a more hands-on approach to learning about Halloween. Something fun, a little competitive. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? AI finally replaces humanity. Oh. I mean, yes, trivia. From ZSP Media, this is a special Halloween episode of Past Perfect, the time-traveling trivia show. We are bringing you a special spooky episode to celebrate my favorite holiday, Halloween. And since there's nothing scarier than the future, that's where I'll meet you after the break. Okay. I am here today with two very exciting and very knowledgeable trivia contestants. They are the Bobby Finger and Lindsay Weber, co-hosts of the Who Weekly podcast. Hello. Hi. Hello. Are we knowledgeable? We're knowledgeable. I love being called knowledgeable. I wouldn't call us that. (laughs) Or I wouldn't call me that. We'll see. Very niche knowledge. Very niche knowledge. Well, that's exactly the knowledge that is useful here. (laughs) So excited to play with you two. Uh, And since we will be playing four rounds of spooky Halloween trivia today, I wanted to ask, what memories do you guys have of Halloween growing up? The most vivid memory I have of like a Halloween experience, I was dressed as a pirate when I was maybe seven. And I went to the haunted house that was done by like the local high school in my very tiny town. And I was so scared because a like a high school kid dressed as a zombie popped out of a coffin and I whacked him on the head with my plastic sword that I had from my um, (laughs) from my Halloween costume and then I ran out of the whole thing like I I ran I threw the maze of the the haunted house and ran out and was absolutely horrified and then I was very scared that I hurt the person but then they were like it was a plastic sword you didn't hurt him (laughs) wow my most really traumatic violence yeah how about you Lindsay I remember in college, I like had all these like Ikea bags and I project runwayed them into like a fit. But like, I'm not 
good at that. So then like throughout the night, the fit was like falling off. So it was just like all these awful photos of me in college wearing like, sorry, the very outdated hobo barrel version, you know, wearing a barrel. But it's me in like a giant blue Ikea bag. Wow. <laughs> that feels that. very college. It was very college because it was supposed to be like slutty Ikea, I guess. Oh, wow. I'm two very distinct images from you two. I love that. All right. Well, this has all been great, but we have got some very important business to get to. Um, there is some trivia to play. So let's move right along to our first round. And this one is called Which Came First? I'll name two events from Halloweeny history, and you'll have to tell me which one happened first. And Bobby, you are going to be kicking us off this round. Um, as you know, it is that spooky time of year when you are required by law to watch scary movies. And if you don't, well, no one's ever lived to tell that tale. So which one of these two Halloween horrors came first? The release of the movie Halloween, which many consider to be one of the most influential slasher films, or mm -hmm. The Murders Committed by Ed Gein, a.k.a. The Butcher of Plainfield, famous for gruesome crimes by cutting up his victims and turning them into pieces of furniture. The Murders of Ed Gein came first. Oh, you said that so quickly and confidently. May yeah. What, what was your thought oh, process yeah. there? Because Ed Gein inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out before Halloween, I think. So... I think that's, that was my thought process. See, you guys came in here saying you weren't knowledgeable, and here you are with an encyclopedia. No, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I do I like did. scary movies. Uh, Bobby, you are correct. The Ed Gein murders happened first. Uh, the first known murder took place in December of 1954. Halloween, the movie about Michael Myers escaping from the local mental hospital, didn't come out until October of 1978. For those who don't know, Ed Gein is known for killing Mary Hogan, a 51-year-old who owned a tavern near Gein's home. Uh, and depending on your definition of fun fact, uh, as you mentioned, Bobby, Ed Gein helped inspire movies like The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Also... Uh, Hitchcock's 1960 movie Psycho and The Silence of the Lambs. So Hollywood was very inspired by this man. Wow. <laughs> Whatever that says about us as wow. he, look, uh, at, look at everything he did for the world. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, Lindsay, we are going to move on to you. Uh, here is your question. It is not just Halloween. It's also fall, y'all. That beautiful time of year when it gets dark early. But which of these two nighttime delights came first? The horror film, The Nightmare on Elm Street. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Or Sleepy Time Tea. Okay, you, this is a stretch <laughs> in terms <laughs> of crossover culture. I don't know what you mean, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm... Kruger was like 80s, right? And I feel like Sleepy Time Tea, wasn't there like a cult involved with it or something? Did, that feels very 70s to me. So I'm going to say Sleepy Time Tea came first. Wow. I don't know 
how you got 70s vibes off of tea, but you're right. <laughs> Sleepy time tea came first. Yeah. Uh, the offering by Celestial Seasonings uh, was created in 1972. Oh, my God. It gives cult. I'm smart. <laughs> no, I think I read something it about the origin cult. of Sleepy Time Tea, and either it was its cult following or it was from a cult. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm so curious to know about a tea cult. The tea came out in 1972. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street didn't come out until 1984. Yeah, I remember. 80s. 80s. And I have a, a very dark fact to share with you about oh, no. the Nightmare on Elm Street. It was actually inspired by an article about a Cambodian refugee who refused to sleep because his nightmares were so bad. And when he finally did fall asleep, he died. So just another instance of real life horror inspiring pop culture. Or just like believe men or whatever, you know? (laughs) Yeah, believe. (laughs) I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm going to actually not rip on that. I'm just keep moving. I'm obviously (laughs) joking. (laughs) All right. On that gorgeous note, Bobby, we're going to move back to you. Uh, And with this question, we're bringing the spooky vibes to Broadway. Because what is more scary than prohibitively expensive ticket prices? (laughs) All right. Which of these theatrical moments came first? The haunting of the new Amsterdam theater when a member of the Ziegfeld Follies swallowed a bottle of mercury pills. Or oh my God. the first playbill. <laughs> uh, I, I have no, I can't even give an educated guess on this. So I'm just going to give a pure guess. I feel like pl- I'm going to say the playbill came first. How else did people know what they were seeing when they saw a show, even back then? <laughs> I'm going to say the playbook. Yeah, how did, they, how did they know what they were seeing and what other shows there were out there? And maybe an ad for some d- device where, like, if an old person falls, an alarm goes off. Like, how would they see that <laughs> if not a playbill? <laughs> you know what? That is flawless logic. You are correct, oh, Bobby. Wow. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> the first playbill was published all the way back in 1885. Um, while the new Amsterdam theater allegedly became haunted in 1920, when Olive Thomas, named the most beautiful girl in New York City, died by mercury. Oh my God. Uh, and apparently, theater employees still say good morning and good night to her portrait backstage. Have you seen the video of Ariana Grande trying to get the, some cast to sign her playbill, but she doesn't know what a playbill's called? So she just was wandering around going, can you sign my thing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Can you sign my thing? Will you sign my thing? It's really that's, funny. That's funny. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead and close out this round with a final blood-curdling question for you, Lindsay. Which came first? Bram Stoker's novel Dracula about the blood-sucking vampire. I am. Dracula. Or the founding of the American Red Cross. This, oh God, this is going to make me look so stupid. Um, these are two things that I think people generally know when they happened, but I don't. I vaguely know about the Red Cross via the history of Elizabeth Cady Stanton, right? She did it. That's her thing. I don't know what year that is. Dracula seems old. I'm going to go. I think this is vaguely trick question vibes. I'm going to go with Dracula. Lindsay, 
I'm sorry, but that is incorrect. Okay, fine. Um, But, you know, for what it's worth, they do come relatively close to one another. Um, So the American Red Cross came first. It was founded by Clara Barton in May of 1881. Wow, and I named the wrong woman. Elizabeth Cady Staten is something else, I'm sure, very important in my Judy Chicago mind of important women. So apologies. (laughs) Yeah, Clara Barton, uh, a a different 19th century girl boss. Uh, Elizabeth Cady Stanton was the suffragette. So same era, different person, though. Back to the Red Cross, it still provides aid to Americans affected by war or natural disasters. Bram Stoker's novel about the Transylvanian nobleman, Count Dracula, wasn't published until 1897. All right, that brings us to the end of our very first round. And we have got our producer, Naomi Bronner, on the line, keeping track of scores. Naomi, how are those scores looking? Well, Simone, it's not a nightmare on Elm Street. It's more like a daydream on Trivia Street. Bobby has two points and Lindsay has one. (laughs) Wow, fantastic. Beautiful stuff. Tight game uh, at the top. So let's uh, waste no more time and move right along into our next round. Sounds of Halloween. I am going to play some audio clips from some truly iconic horror movies, and you're going to have to identify the movie for me. If you get it right, you'll have the opportunity to answer a bonus question for another point. But if you can't identify the movie, your opponent has the opportunity to steal. Lindsay, we are going to start with you this time. Here is your clip. What have you done to it? What have you done to its eyes? He has his father's eyes. What? Uh... I don't know what that is. <laughs> you want to take a guess? Um, no, I don't really like scary movies. All right. I'm then going to turn to Bobby to steal. Do you think you know what it is? I think I know what it is. I know what it is. It's Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> Bobby, that is correct. <laughs> Yes, that was from the 1968 classic Rosemary's Baby, the thriller about a young woman mysteriously getting pregnant after moving into a new apartment with, spoiler alert, Satanist neighbors. Um, And for a bonus point, Bobby, (laughs) the movie's female lead is the mother of a famous journalist. Do you know his name? This I know. Freaking ask me the easy ones. (laughs) Ronan Farrow. You got it. All right, we have got another clip. Uh, Bobby, this one is for you. Let's take a listen. Especially important is the warning to avoid conversations with the demon. We may ask what is relevant, but anything beyond that is dangerous. He's a liar. Oh. The demon is a liar. Is that... Lindsay looks so ready to steal. No, I mean, I think I know, but I probably don't. Oh, wait, is it the... Ex- I just watched yeah, The Exorcist like is. two nights ago. Is that The Exorcist? That is The Exorcist, okay. yes. Yep. I literally just watched that. You got it. That clip is from 1973's The Exorcist. In this scene, two priests are about to perform an exorcism on little Reagan McNeil, played by Linda Blair. And for a bonus point, Bobby... Filmmakers remixed the sounds of what animal to help create Reagan's moans and screams. Oh my god! I mean, it sounds. She sounds like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Is it like a? Are they just dogs? It's not dogs. It's actually or a lion. Uh, 
Dives? I don't know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the answer. It's pigs. Pigs? Pigs, yeah. Which there's something Ugh. really unsettling about knowing that oh information. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next movie clip. Lindsay, we're going back to you. Uh, let's listen. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. <laughs> do you understand? All I do is worry and slave and defend you. And all I get back is that f***ing face on your face. I've seen this movie, but I don't... Mm, nothing. Oh, yeah, you've seen it. Uh, is this Wire Hangers or something? Or is this newer? I don't know. I don't know. It's hereditary. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've seen that. Bobby, you got it. That was 2018's Hereditary, uh, personal favorite of mine. Uh, the movie about a grieving family stars my president, Tony Collette. Um, and Bobby, you've also earned a bonus question. So during one scene in the movie, a piece of chalk writes on a chalkboard on its own. To achieve this effect, the filmmakers put a small magnet inside the piece of chalk. My question is, what 1996 children's movie used the same technique? Oh, Matilda. You got it. Yep. Matilda and Hereditary. <laughs> Two of a kind. All right. Uh, Bobby, you are going to close out the round for us with this final clip. Okay. Let's take a listen. I'm in the house. <laughs> Do you know where I am? I could be anywhere. I'm like the wind, baby. Yeah. Where am I? Um, you're you're behind the couch. Oh. Wow. Is that scary movie? <laughs> I didn't know what it was until the joke at the end. On a Ferris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got that right, Bobby. That is from the Wayans Brothers horror movie spoof, Scary Movie from the year 2000. Uh, and for a bonus point, what was the 1996 teen horror movie parodied by Scary Movie? Scream. Sure was. Boom. Yes. Yep. Uh, and fun fact, Scary Movie was actually Scream's working title. So we almost oh. had a very different Scary Movie. Oh. Yeah. What a good title. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our second round. I feel like Bobby had a really strong round this time. But Naomi, why don't you let us know uh, how things went? Bobby, they should call you Rosemary's baby because it's demonic how well you're doing. (laughs) You've got nine points. And Lindsay, you still have one. All right. Wow. Naomi, I am on the edge of my seat. Listen, Bobby is got a strong lead. Uh, but who knows what will happen in the second half of our game. We've got two more rounds of very scary trivia coming up, so stick around. More after the break. Don't ghost me. I'm sensitive. Boo! Did I scare you? (laughs) We are back with our scary cool guests, Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger of the Who Weekly podcast. Um, right now, Bobby has nine points. Lindsay has a strong one. Um, how are you two feeling? A little demoralized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling so great. Well, let us keep the ghoulish vibes going and move on to our third round. This one is called Finish That Verse. I'm going to read you some song lyrics from a Halloween adjacent tune. 
and you'll have to complete the lyrics, name the song, and name the artist. You'll get a point for each correct answer, so up to three points per question. Great chance to catch up, just saying. Um, and this round is really spooktacular because for every incorrect or incomplete answer, your competition will get a chance to steal. Bobby, you are going to kick us off this round. Your lyrics are, if there's something weird and it don't look good. Uh, who are you going to call? Who are you going to call Ghostbusters? And do you know the song name and artist? Is it just called Ghostbusters? And I don't know the artist's name. I do. I do. Who is the artist? You want to throw in a guess? No, I don't know his name at all. I couldn't even begin to guess. All right. Well, I will give you two points. You got the correct lyric. And the song is indeed called Ghostbusters. Uh, But I will turn to Lindsay for that final piece of information. (laughs) It is Ray Parker Jr. (laughs) That I know. Wow. Thank you. You know, sometimes we throw questions in here being like, oh, nobody will get nope. it, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Lindsay. I'm so impressed. That is correct. I don't know Clara Barton, but I do know Ray Parker Jr., <laughs> unfortunately. And I, I know he's a junior. <laughs> he sure is. Um, wow, beautiful. Let us move on to our next lyric. Lindsay, this one is for you. Okay. Uh, your lyrics are, it's close to midnight and something evil's lurking in the dark. It's it's Michael Jackson thriller, but I don't... Mm, something... <laughs> I don't know. Something with moonlight? Something with moonlight. All right. Well, I can give you two points for thriller and for Michael Jackson. Those are correct. Bobby, so, you and don't know Bobby, it. I'm going to turn to you for, oh, for the lyrics. I, There's no I way. I can't fill in the lyrics. It's like... Yeah, that's all you. I can like hum along. I can hum along with it. All right. I will give you guys the lyric. It is something with moonlight. So he goes, it's close to midnight and something evil's lurking in the dark. Under the moonlight, Ugh. you see a sight uh. that almost stops your heart. Okay. I was okay. so okay. close. <laughs> One of the words. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move on to our next lyric. Bobby, it is okay. your turn. The lyric is... When you believe in things that you don't understand. And you suffer superstition. Is the word? Is that what he says? I mean, I know it's Stevie Wonder. It's superstition. When you believe in things that you don't understand and you suffer superstition, then and nah. But I don't know what the then and nah is. Is it is the word? <laughs> Isn't it like ain't the it way is not, or something? It is not is the word. Um, I'll give you two points for superstitious, technically. But superstitious, sorry, still. superstitious. Uh, by Stevie Wonder or Raven Simone, depending on which version <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about. And Lindsay, you kind of started to say the lyric, Isn't but do you want to finish it out for us? Superstitious, like ain't the way or something? Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's exactly right. He goes, when you believe in things that you don't understand, then you suffer. Superstition ain't the way. What is the plot of that song? Now I'm like, do I know what that song's about? I guess not. I didn't. I had a similar journey actually digging into these lyrics. 
I was like, oh, I thought this was pro-superstition. <laughs> it's anti-superstition. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's why I was like, it is the word. It is the way. And it's like, no, no, no. He's saying that, no, don't be superstitious. The sophisticated meaning of this song was lost yeah, on damn. us, I guess. I'm learning. We have got one last lyric this round. Lindsay, this one is for you. Mm-hmm. Your lyrics are, For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly... To my surprise. Is this like Monster Mash? I don't know. Lindsay, it is Monster Mash. Oh God. <laughs> so that is one point. I don't know the lyrics to Monster Mash. Uh, who sings Monster Mash? Uh, <laughs> do you know? No. <laughs> oh. I feel like is it it's probably lo- something like Betty and it's, Bob and the zombie yeah, it's like crew or the something mechanics. like that. Like, I have right, no like, idea. <laughs> Right, it's probably like Billy Bob and the Mechanics or like some sort of like, <laughs> yeah. or like the Chrishells or something. <laughs> the Chrishells. No idea. Um, um, I don't know. All right. No guesses from no. either of you? No. Mm-hmm. No. You really should try to guess the lyric, Lindsay. Is it like, he did the mash? <laughs> like, and, he like did the, and he did the monster mash. It was a graveyard <laughs> smash. Is like, is it any of those lyrics? Because if it's not, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the lyric was he did the mash, he did the Thank you. Mash. Okay, fine. Then I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. We'll give that point he to you, Lindsay. Mash. He did the monster. He did the monster mash. mash. Those are the lyrics. All right. Well, you know what? That was I'm glad I wasn't expected to know any different. <laughs> um and wild that you guys almost got the artist right. What was it? Betty and Bob and the zombies is pretty close. Because it is Bobby Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this brings us to the end of our third round. Um, I've totally lost track of where we are scores-wise. So, Naomi, please enlighten us. How do the scores look? Bobby was a graveyard smash that round with 13 (laughs) points. And Lindsay is still laying on the slab with seven points. Wow. Okay. But pretty close. I mean... We have got one final round left, and uh, the scores tend to go crazy in this last round. So let's see how things shake out. This is the lightning round. The lightning round. The way this works is I'll ask you both a series of short answer trivia questions related to Halloween. You'll have 60 seconds to answer as many of them as you can. If you don't know the answer, you can pass, and I'll go to the next question. All right, and Bobby, since you are ahead in the points, you are going to go first. Okay. All right, we'll get 60 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Which actor reads the word red rum in the mirror in The Shining? Which actor? Uh, Shelley Duvall. Uh, Correct. Oh. Who wrote the true crime classic In Cold Blood? Truman Capote. Correct. Which Tim Burton movie is Jack Skellington from? Nightmare Before Christmas. Correct. Who is known for murdering her parents with an axe in 1892? Lizzie Borden. I was going to say Christina Ricci. Lizzie Borden. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) What is the name of the redheaded doll from the franchise Child's Play? Chucky. Correct. The haunted Cecil Hotel is in which American city? Pass. Los Angeles. I knew that. What iconic mm. candy was featured in the 1982 film E.T.? Reese's Pieces. Correct. What Mexican holiday takes place on the days following Halloween? D- 
Dia de los Muertos. Correct. All right. That was pretty solid. How are you feeling about that, Bobby? I feel okay. I'm I'm actually I feel really good that the only one I I passed on was about Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right, Lindsay, are you ready? Mhm. All right, let's get 60 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. What actor placed a titular character in the 1988 movie Beetlejuice? Uh uh t- uh, uh. <laughs> Michael, Michael, uh, whatever. I don't know. Pass. Michael Keaton. There you go. Who is the poet who wrote the gothic classic The Raven? Edgar Allan Poe. Correct. Who was notorious for committing a series of murders in London in 1888? Jack the Ripper. Correct. What is the name of the clown uh, in Stephen King's It? Pennywise. Correct. What famous magician died on Halloween night in 1926? I don't know. Harry Houdini, the only famous magician. Correct. <laughs> What's the name of the butler in the Adams family? Uh, butler guy. I don't know. Pass. Lurch. Oh, What right. is the name of the underground tomb in Paris that holds the bones of about six million people? Oh, sh- uh, pass. I don't know. Uh, time's up. The catacombs. The, the catacombs. catacombs. All right. Naomi, do we have a winner today? Lindsay was chasing Bobby with an axe, but could not stick the Lizzie board in landing. Bobby is the winner with 20 points. And Lindsay, you were somewhat close behind with 11 points. All right. Well, there you go. We have <laughs> our winner today, Bobby Finger. Oh Congratulations. Thank you so win? much. Uh, this means the world to me. Oh. <laughs> and not only are you the new official king of Halloween Town, but you have also won a prize. What did I get? A prize? You got a prize. And since this is our Halloween episode, we are going to adopt a tarantula in your name. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that's so or nice. Or any name you choose. Yeah, name him Bobby. Bobby, Bobby the tarantula. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. What was this trivia journey like for you? It was exciting. It got me into the Halloween spirit. It did. A little embarrassing, but that was expected, I think, for me. (laughs) That I wouldn't know (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Hey, you had a very strong showing, Lindsay. Mm, I don't Uh, think so. Ricky Jr. I don't even remember his name. That was that was the real highlight of today. Ray Parker Jr. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. See? Knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we know that superstition is not anti-superstition the way. That's and so not pro-superstition. <laughs> yes. Not mm-hmm. the way. Well, I had a blast. Hope you did too. I've been Simone Polanin, and I also plan on continuing to be. Ta-ta. Past Perfect is produced by ZSP Media, created by Zach Stewart-Pontier and me, Simone Polanin. This episode was written by Laura Newcomb and produced by Naomi Bronner. The supervising producer is Liz Stiles. Editing by Erica Morrison and featuring Karen Chi as the time machine. Fact-checking by Ian Michael. Sound design and mixing by Robin Shore. Original music and theme by Jay Bless. With show art by Sarah Gonzalez. 
The executive producer is Zach Stewart-Pontier. The head of production and development is Liz Stiles. Special thanks to Jasper Jarecki, Catherine Morrissey, and Emily Wiedemann. You can follow me on Instagram at Simone Polanin or follow the show at Past Perfect Podcast. Thanks for hanging. So, time machine. Do you feel like you get what Halloween is all about now? I think so. Humans are unable to have a sober reckoning with their mortality, so they mitigate their anxiety through a ritualistic consumption of refined sugar and violence as entertainment. Truly fascinating. Jeez. When you put it that way... Happy Halloween. Halloween.